49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has been battling to stay healthy for the past couple of years. He's the quarterback right now for San Francisco 49ers. But is he the 49ers ultimate warrior? We're going to talk about that right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. What's going on? Good morning, faithful. It's your boy, Wayne Breezy. And we touching down with the Foghorn right now. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. Welcome to the Wayne Breezy Show. It's like Tuesday, so we, it's that topic Tuesday where we're going to talk about something a little bit different. And I'm sitting here watching Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm saying, man, this guy is tough. He's he's tough, especially watching him in this Saints game, where a game where I felt like they were literally trying to take him out. But we'll break that down a little bit in a little bit. I want to give a shout out to all the members out there. Shout out to Jacqueline, my man Raphael. Five, five, six, two is in the building. Chris Marie, good morning. Tanya, I see you in the building. Everybody else out there in the chat, shout out to you guys. Tony, Demarcus, Steve, I see you, baby. What's going on? This guy. <laughs> I see you, man. That comment was funny. When I was sitting here thinking about the ultimate world, I wasn't sure, sure how I was going to start the show. Was I going to come out running? Like shaking the rope. Ah, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know how I was going to do it. But my energy is there. I could promise you that. Ultimate Warrior is probably the most energetic wrestler I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was probably because he was on he was on one. I'm not going to say what he was on, but he was on one. Jacqueline's going to start the show off with a Super Jack contribution. So let's show her some love. She says, hey, Breezy and family, let's go Niners. Look, we're going to need exactly just about every bit of energy, every bit of ounce of whatever we need, because we got a high-power offense coming into San Francisco this weekend, a.k.a. the Miami Dolphins, a.k.a. the stepchilds of the San Francisco 49ers, a.k.a. the Miami 49ers. I think that's what we're calling them right now, right? Shout out to my man Raj. I heard him say that yesterday on uh, Nitty Gritty Niners show. He was calling them the Miami Niners, right? Because they got a bunch of our 49er players. We're going to be breaking that down. We'll talk a little bit about it today. Uh, we got to get to some injury news, all that good stuff, man. But thank you, Jacqueline. We truly appreciate you. Good morning, Miss Debbie. It's good to see you. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to be sending you a message because we got to get that uh, that thing we were talking about yesterday. Uh, we got to make sure that's all squared away for this weekend because I will be out in California, eh? And I will be out there to watch the game and celebrate another 49er victory. Yes, 5-0 and is the way I'm thinking the 49ers. Steve, you ain't right. I wasn't going to say it. I'm just going to pop it up on the screen. I said he was on one. You can call it whatever it is you want to call it. But, yeah, man, we grew up in some great times. Uh, watching wrestlers. Let me, oh, quick question, quick question. If you watched wrestling back in the 80s, 
in the 90s, there were two wrestlers, well, three wrestlers. You had Macho Man, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, and, and Ultimate Warrior. Uh, like, who was the best out of the three? Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, or Ultimate Warrior? I think I've seen about five Ultimate Warriors in my lifetime. I wish my brother George was on here right now. He would definitely break down and give you some insight. You know what I'm saying? But those are my, like, top three wrestlers. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and, and the Ultimate Warrior. Hogan was the GOAT. Johnny Dell. I, I agree. I agree. Hogan was the guy, man. I love I love Hulk Hogan so much. I used to watch his movies. I used to think he can act. Uh, look, Macho. I, see? Look, we going back. Macho Man, Randy said Macho Man had the Slim Jim commercial too. We got some Ultimate Warriors out there. You know what I'm saying? Listen, which I I got which Ultimate Warrior? Undertaker was my favorite wrestler of all time. I, I I'm sorry, Kylie. I I didn't mean to put him in there because he wasn't the '80s guy. Undertaker came out in 1990. Was it 91 or 94? The Survivor Series. That's when Undertaker came in into play, and he became my favorite wrestler. Uh, then I don't know about that, Kylie. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But listen, we're going to be talking about an ultimate warrior. And some of you may agree with Jimmy being the ultimate warrior. Some of you may have your own ultimate warrior from the 49ers. Don't forget to participate in the poll question. All right. It's there as well. But listen, we're going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and why um, I'm asking the question, is he the 49ers ultimate warrior? Right. Because you watch this guy kind of like grow. You watched him, you know, get injured. You watched him change his demeanor from injury to injury. And this kind of dates back. We got to go back to 2020. All right. So we're going to go back to 2020. That's kind of when I started to see some type of revelation. And I think this is where the discourse between him and Kyle Shanahan is coming into play. And it's just my theory. It's my little controversy, right? And we're going to talk about it today on the show. I appreciate all the comments as well. Before we get the show started, though, I definitely want to give uh, some props. Make sure you guys check out the song Breezy This, Breezy That. It's available on all musical platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, as well as Google Play and all the other musical platforms out there. Shout out to Lake City Fresh. All right. Make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. While you're here, guys, hit that like button. Do not forget to hit the like button. Uh, and don't forget to leave uh, a comment in the comment section at the end of the show. You guys are commenting in the chat. That's all that matters for those that are watching the show and it's replay. Don't forget to leave a comment in the comment section. You guys do know I definitely respond to the comments, man. Help me build this channel and bring that algorithm and put us up into the forefront. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right. It's available. It's going to be there daily, Monday through Friday. You'll get a Wayne Breezy show episode for sure. Don't forget to join the Patreon. Changing up the Patreon contest rules. All right. So uh listen, that contest that we were talking about giving away the game tickets, null and void. Tickets are sold out. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be doing something different for the Patreon members and for those that can get Patreon members to sign up. We're going to put you in a drawing and you can win a free jersey of your choice. That contest will be coming out very shortly. So stay tuned. Patreon.com backslash Wayne Breezy. Don't forget to shout out uh, support our sponsors right here. You can see I'm rocking the is this the mission joint, you know, the joint from San Francisco. I like the, the red and gold or the golden gate, the bay, whatever. You know, I just love it. Um, red and gold from residency. Go to www.residency.com. I hope you guys saved on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. They had the deals going on. And if you use the promo code, you could have saved a little bit extra. And last but not least, tonight at 8 p.m. All right, tonight at 8 p.m. 
you can join myself. The John Chapman show will, the regular John, John and Wayne show will air tomorrow um, at its normal time. We're not going to do it today. The US, USA is playing today. Uh, the matter of fact, they might be playing right now. Or do they start at 2 p.m.? Can't remember. Uh, I think they start at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So they're going to be playing today. And we're not going to do our regular show, but the John and Wayne show will be live tonight at 8 p.m. All right. On uh, the 49ers supporters.49ers.com site. So if you are a member of supporters.49ers.com, yes, it's sponsored by the 49ers. Here, I'll show you guys what I'm talking about because you guys are probably like, what in the hell are we talking about? All right. So listen, supporters.49ers.com. It's the 49ers supporters club. 49ers have their own club. And I want you guys to become a member because the only way you can watch the show is if you become a member. Now, this week is going to be myself and, and John Chapman, and we're going to be doing the show tonight at 8 p.m. But guess what? I have a promo code for you. So if you guys want to save $25, you use this promo code, which I'm about to pop up at the bottom of the screen, all right? And you guys can save $25 and become a member. Now, if you become a member, you're going to get a cool membership package. I opened mine. I did the unboxing on Nothing But Niners. If you guys didn't get a chance to see that, I'll make sure I get the video posted up here on the channel. But you guys are going to get some real good goodies. You're going to be able to enter some contests for some sign giveaway stuff and things like that. You know, the 49ers, they give away some good things, man. They give away game day worn jerseys game day worn helmets things like that you don't want to miss out on stuff like that right so make sure you guys go to that site supporters.49ers.com now the promo code will also be in the description of the show tonight again i said 8 p.m supporters.49ers.com the john and wayne show promo code live underscore nov29 that's today's date right november 29th you can save 25 dollars on your membership if you use that promo code all right shout out to everybody what's going on melissa i see you out there eddie g in the building what's good baby boats is in the building all right what's good jedi's in the building i see you guys man we got a lot of members up here man the memberships are popping man you guys you guys are dope i love it i love it 100 let's talk about what's going on in the 49ers world now before we get into the injury talk let's talk about what the 49ers have done they have made some moves all right so they signed cornerback Janoris Jenkins to the practice squad and let's have a little conversation about that right so give me a second because I'm going to pull Janoris Jenkins stats up uh very quickly let me just open this up for you guys um Janoris Jenkins is a cornerback matter of fact he's a he's a, a, a he was a good man to man cornerback uh when he was with the Rams and I kind of wanted him when he was with the Rams remember he became a free agent I was like yo let's go get this guy and then I realized that wasn't really the type of defense that we like to play we call him Jack Rabbit you guys know him all right so uh let's go back to his let's see uh, let's go back to 2021, uh, the last time he played. So Janoris Jenkins finished that season 43 tackles, an interception. He was targeted 82 times. He allowed 52 receptions. All right. He was playing for the Titans, uh, I believe, at that moment. Either the Titans or the, and then he was a giant before that. Um, so we're getting to Jack Rabbit. Um I'm just going to give you his career stats so you can guys can see kind of like where he is. He's a, he was an outside corner. Not sure if they're bringing him in to be an inside guy, like the nickel guy. Maybe are we going to see some type of a shift uh, with Jimmy Ward? I don't know because I felt like Deshaun Gibson he played a pretty damn decent game uh, the last game. So I'm not sure what they're what they're planning on doing with that. But again, Janoris Jenkins is uh, on the practice squad for the 49ers. Mose, myself, and Raj last night were trying to figure out. You know, they said that he he won't play this week, but you know, I I, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. Kyle Shanahan is a little different. Um, he kind of plays guys when he wants to play play guys. All right. So in the box, he's he he line up at the line of scrimmage. Um, he's like I said, he's an outside corner in 2021, 754 snaps on the outside, 34 in the slot. So he's normally the outside guy. Um, in 2021, that's what he did. Uh, over his career, like I said, it's another outside guy, does have slot corner reps, right? When you're talking about almost 8,000 reps to the outside and only 700 something reps on the inside, I don't see the Jackrabbit playing in the slot. I it's a possibility that he might come and play into the slot, but I just don't see him playing in the slot. I think they solidifying that with Jimmy Ward at this moment, but what is the reason for bringing him in? That is the question. Like, what is the reason? Why are they bringing in another cornerback? Is it to, to replace, um, you know, Dante Johnson is still here, so he's not replaced, but is it to fill another spot for losing Jason Verrett for the remainder of the season? I'm not sure. And a lot of people say, I see Bosa saying depth. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he was a stop. He was a, I, I agree. Like, I, I totally agree. Great tackler, too. We're not even talking about his tackling ability. Great tackler. Um, is there a possibility that he plays this weekend? You know, highly doubt it. Not used to the system. Just getting here. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, I see some questions out there. That's that's kind of funny. Uh, Wayne Breezy, did Mostert just set himself up and his team up for an L? Uh-oh, man. Listen, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that um, on tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to get into some histories, Dolphin talk, and all that type of stuff. I definitely, but it's a possibility because you got 49er players clapping back, a.k.a. Debo Samuel, a.k.a. Charles Aminahu. They, players are clapping back. They, they're not liking the words that are coming out of Mostert's mouth. And then, like we talked about it last night on Nitty Gritty, like most are just trying to go back and retract some of the things that he's saying. Look, all I know is I don't expect if you got most in fantasy football this weekend, do not start him. If he plays, do not start him. Kali says the signing the Jackrabbit mean the coaching staff has lost confidence in Ambry. This is a great question. Uh, I'm glad I was able to catch this, uh, you know, while we're here. And I cook cook sports. I see your your thought too. I'm gonna talk about that as well. Um, it's a great question. Uh yeah. Yeah, uh, I think Ambry needs more time to develop. The question is, how much more time are they going to give him to develop? Uh, and he did play some snaps last week. But for some reason, he didn't come into camp. And I don't know if it has to do with his lifestyle and things like that, but he just didn't come into camp better than some of the other players, according to Coach Kyle Shanahan. Uh, and when you see him out on the field, he kind of looks lost in the sauce. So this could be a way of them, you know, pushing him down on the depth chart, allowing him to, you know, whatever. He can't go to the practice squad. That's why you got this veteran. Now, if the veteran gets activated, I'm not sure who they will deactivate because the moment you put him on that practice squad, there's a possibility you lose Ambry Thomas. I don't think the 49ers want to lose him. They would rather trade him. Uh, so look for that come next year um but they definitely don't want to lose him um you know by releasing him and then all of a sudden he clears waivers he goes to another team and it could be just he just needs the reps you know what i mean uh he just needs the reps but the 49ers aren't looking to give players reps they're not looking to do that they're not even giving samuel womack reps he's only going in for emergency purposes only right so it's something really good to talk about cook sports says lenore is not ready man listen it's Lenore is ready, 
He's just not always going to, he's not at that moment to where he's going to be your lockdown guy each and every play. Why? Because of the terminology and the way plays are breaking down for him, depending on the type of defense and his assignments. We had Johnny Dell on here who will be back here on Thursday when we do uh, These Are the Breaks. He was talking about the palms coverage. And if you look at the type of 49ers defense that they run, they run a lot of palms. So his responsibility in that, I'm not sure if he grasps, he fully grasps the concept of what palms coverage is and what his role is depending on what's going on from the offensive side. And so you see him getting burnt a lot. And I know Johnny will come on here and he'll 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 share that knowledge again. Maybe he'll have a play or two where we could talk about where why Lenore got burnt. Um, and it could be the simple fact that they were in some type of coverage and he just thought that the safety was going to do something and he was going to be responsible for this. Nah, dude, that's your man. Safety's helping you over the top. So we got to figure that out. But he just didn't look as great <laughs> as we thought. And there's a possibility, like Steve says right here. Mm-hmm. He might not be able to compete. See, I, so I, I, I'm gonna push back at this, Steve. Though, I'm gonna push back at this, bro. I, I, I'm a pusher backer, right? I like, I, I might like this challenge. Short guy going against another short, stocky guy. That's him on hill. I don't want him on water. Like, you know what I'm saying? I might like him on hill. I'm not saying Hill won't have him spinning around and around in circles, but that might be a good matchup. That, that might actually be the better matchup for Lenore opposed to some of these bigger wide receivers that just get, they just take advantage of him because of his size. You know, if you get a quarterback that could just throw the ball up over there, over a man, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Like he's there, but he won't be able to make a play on the ball. So this isn't like uh, a shot at Lenore. He's still growing. He's still developing. Um, and he's getting the reps. And I think that's what's most important, guys. Uh, Lenore is getting the reps. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kat says, I thought Lenore was fast. He doesn't look fast on the field. It's because he's thinking on the field. So I don't know if you watch Lenore, like he's, he's thinking he's like, he's, he's a fast guy. If he was running a nine route with the guy, like just straight down the field, nine times out of 10, he could keep up with the guy. Right. But what happens if he's running that nine route, then the guy puts the brakes on and then cuts and doesn't move. Lenore is probably still going and then boom. Right. So, so He's still learning. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's getting developed. And I wish you, Mo's knows. Can't leave him on an island with Hill. Definitely can't. Safety over the top. I think we'll play a lot of cover two in this game. Depending, I, you just two or put two safeties at, yeah, a lot of two safeties at the top. Two safeties at the top, helping on both sides, figuring out which guy's going to be the underneath guy. Jimmy Ward's going to have to lock his man in the slot. It's going to be a lot that's going to go down. But Janoris Jenkins is here, and that's why we're bringing this up, because the question is, will Janoris Jenkins be activated this Sunday uh, if he can get acclimated to the 49ers football way, right? No. Is he in shape? Probably in shape. But is he in football shape? Probably not. Do you want him to start? Hell no. But can he come in and spell you on a couple of plays and see, if, you know, if he can get acclimated? You know, Mose brought this point up. Mose, you brought this point up yesterday. The one thing that you like about Janoris Jenkins, other than his skill says the fact that he's durable and he stays healthy. You know what I'm saying? So bringing a healthy guy out there, having two savvy vets at the cornerback position, opposed to a young whippersnapper like my man, Diamador Lenore, might make some sense. Hey, man, 
I'm just the messenger, man. I I I I I'm just reporting what I what I hear, what I read, what we see. It ain't it ain't me. I don't not saying he's gonna start, not saying he's gonna play, but it is what it is. We do have to talk about this injury, though. We have to talk about this injury because, in my opinion, this injury is a severe one. And uh, out of all the injuries that we witnessed on Sunday, you know, you had the Diamador Lenore, not Diamador Lenore, you had the um the Spencer Burford injury, who looks like he's going to be able to play on Sunday. You had the Christian McCaffrey uh, knee irritation, AKA tendonitis. I think that's what we're really calling it. <laughs> you had that flare up, um, you know, couple of, couple of dings, quad, the quad injury to Debo Samuel, but this is the most important one in my opinion, uh, because he's out for six to eight weeks. Now, yesterday we did the show and it was appearing not to be, Okay, it was appearing not to be severe. It was on a whole different leg, right? Um, I don't know if it's the ankle or the knee, my bad. But it was a, it was a whole different leg. And when it comes down to that, man, I don't know if he's going to play again this year. Uh 6 to 8 weeks, 6 weeks the season ends, 8 weeks playoffs so he can possibly be ready. You figure that first round in the playoffs for the 49ers? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Robert says Mitchell was looking good. He was looking good. And he was like the perfect spell to Christian McCaffrey. I mean, right? The perfect spell, right? McCaffrey was slicing and dicing him up with the cuts and the, the whatever. And then you, it's a knee injury. Thank you, DeMarcus. And he was slicing and dicing him up. And then Mitchell was coming in here with the bang, bang, like right up the middle Gashing you for like seven, eight, nine yards. That's what we was getting from Mitchell. I, I went back and watched the game, and I just don't, just don't see how his knee got injured. I, I don't see it. I don't see it on a play. I, apparently, he was on a tackle. Uh, we talked about this last night again. It could be the way he runs. Could be the way his body is built. So many different things that can cause uh, an injury to the knees. And we're already dealing with. Oh man, I just realized, man, Javon Kinlaw, his knees. Elijah Mitchell and his knees. They, what's going on with the knees? You know, what's going on with the knees? Let me put left knee so you guys don't crucify me. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be durable. Um, second year in a row. Cook Sport, Sport says he's injury prone. I don't want to hear that. Like, it's so tough to hear that, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear that. Injury prone? It's a possibility. Um... It's a possibility, but that's not what I'm trying to hear. Shades Barchardo uh, says CMC has the knee irritation. Yep, both both running backs have knee issues going on right now. Both running backs. Uh, and it could be just the style and the way that they're, they're choosing to run. Yeah, I tell you, you're going to be a 49ers running back. You got to be someone physical and durable, right? So, like, you can have all the physicality in the world, but if you don't know how to run with physicality, run using that, like, it's going to be a problem. I'm kind Is anyone concerned? about the way Jordan Mason runs because he runs downhill. He runs hard as well. Uh, I saw Kali yesterday say that he reminds him of the late, great Miriam Barber. No uh, cap Kali. Uh, you can, I want you to text John Chapman or hit him up, however, and ask him who I comped Jordan Mason to in the Arizona game while we were at the stadium. Do that for me, bro. Uh, when you get a chance, man, but Kali, you were spot on. That was the guy that, um, I, you know, I felt like Jordan Mason gives you that downhill run. 
And so, guys, we have this question. We have this poll question going on right here. I'm looking at the poll question. Which running back will spell CMC against the Dolphins? And I'm only talking about the Dolphins game. I'm not talking about uh, the rest of the season and things like that. But you guys got a chance to see, you know what I'm saying, some real good footage. It's not, not a lot from Jordan Mason. And, you know, I saw Brad put out, look, man, it, it sucks that we're losing Elijah Mitchell. But, hey, man, we might have something here with Mason. And we're kind of skipping over a, a third-round draft pick that we drafted. Melissa says, Breezy, is it just me? But it seemed when it was more outside zone, there wasn't as many knee injuries. But there were more high ankle sprains, right? <laughs> right, Melissa? Right. I, I believe we have more high ankle sprains running outside zone. And now we're having more knee injuries running inside zone. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the zone run. I, I don't know. Uh, it's funny, but good, good assessment. Uh, Mo says no, because he's built different. He's talking about Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason is built different. Robert says, is Mason undrafted? Yes, he was an undrafted free agent that they picked up out of Georgia Tech, man. And uh, John Chapman, I remember saying that, keep an eye on this kid. Now, Jordan Mason has been a key cog in the special teams. Key cog. So when I asked the question, which running back will spell CMC? Do you remove the key cog from the special teams and try to fill it? Or do you leave the key cog in on special teams, keep Mason as that emergency guy, and get someone else to spell CMC? Now, they got guys coming back. Uh, they can call up Tevin Coleman from the practice squad. Where's TDP? Like, am I the only one that wants to see TDP? I didn't understand the pick. Sacktown, is he? I didn't understand the draft pick. I think I was a little uh, buffeted and confused when we drafted him because I was kind of like, why are we drafting a running back? But, but um, it made sense because they moved on from Trey Sermon why they drafted a running back. Now, will we get some TDP? Now, this season, we've seen TDP line up at fullback. We've seen him line up at the halfback spot. You know what I mean? So there's a possibility we might see him this week. He was inactive, healthy scratch, healthy and active from last week. It's not like he's injured. I know a lot of people think he's injured. No, 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 no. He's not injured. I'm telling you right now, the only reason why he was inactive, they had to activate other positions. And on top of that, Jordan Mason is that practice is, is your special teams guy. TDP is not a special teams guy. You know what I mean? So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, what Kyle Shanahan does. Um, and don't be surprised if if Tevin Coleman is the starting running back on Sunday. Please don't be surprised, okay? Just don't be surprised if Tevin Coleman is the starting running back on Sunday. And just, just for the simple fact that, um, you know, we have CMC and he's trying to recover and they're probably not going to overutilize him. Uh, I say you CMC in the passing game. Let's have a Coleman start at the running back. Have both of them out there. Kyle Shanahan has to figure out how to utilize all these pieces. Trey, what's going on, fam? Uh, nope, I did not forget. That's why I said don't be surprised if he's starting. He's that veteran. He's a Kyle Shanahan guy. Troy says Kyle runs our guys into the ground. It's pathetic. That is football, though. Right. But you you may be right. He might overutilize players. I mean, in the Arizona game with CMC, three straight runs. And then he had that one where Mike McGlinchey got the penalty and then it was down the distance. I, I don't know. Um, but it's crazy. 
Uh, Chrissy says, how's he running running backs into the ground? That makes no sense. I think he means he's over. He's he just overutilizes sometimes the players. Um, Chrissy, 1687. I think that's what he means. Um, e Nice says, yo, Mason can do both special teams and second running back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had to do it in this game, but he didn't do it for a long duration. I don't know. I tell you one thing. The 49ers want to beat the Miami Dolphins. They got to figure out this running game situation. It's the most critical piece of this offense ticking. We're already mad that we we only scored 13 points, right? Missed opportunities. Dude, I'm looking at the missed opportunity. Mose, I know you watched the film, bro. I'm looking at the play right now. Go back to the nine-minute mark and look at that play again. Nine minutes, 32-second mark. Look at the throw to Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo to CMC out of the backfield. It's the wheel route. Just check. I'm looking at it right now. Matter of fact, I, I just, I, you know what? Let me not do y'all a disservice. We're going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo right now. We're going to talk about is he the ultimate warrior right now. So let's go ahead and have this conversation. Now, this is not a shot at Jimmy. I just want to show... Um, there was one missed opportunity. Now, you're going to get all the missed opportunities in the video for the Patreon. I just want you guys to know that. The Patreon, I'm working. I'm going to be putting that up there for the Patreon, all right? So don't be alarmed. But I do want to show you one play that Moe's and I was just going back and forth. And if Moe's can jump on, I'm sure he will uh, because that's my brother. That's, I know that's what he does. But there was this one particular play, guys, and I'm looking at it right now, and I'm about to pull it up. And I, I don't know if Johnny's still watching. Johnny, if you're watching, please feel free to chime in on this play. All right. So let me go ahead and rewind this. Make this full screen for you guys. All right. Now, this is that third and eight. There he is. This is that third and eight. All right. Now, this is the throw Jimmy Garoppolo missed. He missed in my opinion, Jimmy has to hit this throw. Right. Has to make this throw. Ball's overthrown. Let's go ahead and check it out. Don't do that to my guy. I'm doing it. Don't do that to my guy. Got to hit it. Bam. All right. Look at. All right. So, Mose, I just got to give you props because remember yesterday we were saying the, the people that could just get open and, yeah. and McCaffrey was one of them. Look at the move he put on Tyron Matthew, bro. Right there at that 46 hash mark, Matthew was about to get caught on something. I don't know if there's skates, cement blocks, you name it. But he's caught right there. Bam. And puts his hands on him, which probably should have been a flag because it was five past the five-yard mark. I, I don't know if they still call that rule. But, bam. If You said the safety was coming down. That Look safety, at where he's at. He ain't nowhere near. Look, he's nowhere near Christian McCaffrey, bro. No, 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 no. He's, look at where he's at. Uh, bro, so he is. Jimmy had Jimmy put that ball out there, and and as I, I I actually I'm sitting at my desk, I'm getting some computers ready, and I'm going through the film again. I don't. Here's another reason why I don't blame Jimmy. I think there's miscommunication in the way CMC ran that route because if you if you take it back a little bit, he kind of gives Tyron a little stutter step. So watch, he sends him out, then watch him yes. boom. You that, see the he, hop step. But he had to do that. The ball's he didn't not have to do that. Yes, he, he did. Didn't to, no, he, he didn't. See, he, CMC, he had to get. He wasn't open, Mose. Bro, bro. CMC, see him. If, if bro, he doesn't it, do that I, hop step, 
Nah. If he doesn't nah. do that hop step, nah. he's still burning Tyron Matthew. Bro, he's faster Tro- than Tyron. The throw has to be accurate. No matter what way you look at it, the quarterback has to make an accurate throw, bro. And he overthrows him by two, three yards. That safety isn't so the, even- No, he playing, he playing it, though. So, so show the other angle. Show the other angle. The safety's not even I'm, in on the play, bro. Because like, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you where he where Jimmy was trying to put the ball. So the hop step is there, the ball is going. So Jimmy is throwing, he sees that safety coming. If Jimmy puts that ball inside, so it for geographical purposes, overthrow, put, go back, go back to the pause. Like go back and pause it again. To overthrow most. Throw so, run it. It's it's an overthrow. Boom. Hop step. We see yeah, a hop okay. step. Right, oh, okay. If, so, if the ball so, was thrown so my to thing him. Is, so, my, so my thing is this. If he doesn't do that oh, hop God. step, mm-hmm. he can. he's he's running past Tyron Matthew. Christian McCaffrey versus Tyron Matthew one-on-one. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey 10 out of 10 times. Okay. He's burning him when he's running a route like that. He mm-hmm. didn't need to do that hop step. But mm-hmm. Jimmy does see that safety coming over. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about full context. We talk about Jimmy Garoppolo throwing hospital balls just for geographical purposes. So the ball right now is between the sideline and the NFL logo. If he drops that more inside closer to the NFL logo mm-hmm. where CMC could run underneath it, because that's what you want. If you when you talk about dropping the ball in the bread bucket, mm-hmm. you want him to catch it, but you want him to run underneath it so that he can keep going. Mm-hmm. If he puts that ball inside, bro, and, and allows it to drop in that bread bucket. CMC is getting smacked by that safety coming because he's on his way. I'm so not... Jimmy has to put the ball more towards the sideline, but CMC wasn't in a position because of that, that hop step. He wasn't as close to the sideline as he needed to be. I think this is a good throw by Jimmy because if, it, if it's two on the inside, either it's getting picked or CMC is getting smacked. So you put it only where your receiver can get it, and if he can't get it, you live to fight another down. I disagree. I think this was an overthrow by Jimmy. I think he could have got the ball to the balls. And I'm looking at it right now. The ball can go to the outside. If the ball wasn't overthrown, CMC can still catch that ball. And I see this. I see Marcus May coming, right? We see him coming, but guess who else sees him coming? Number 23 sees him coming. So if the ball is thrown right, to him, not all the way over on him. He catches the ball. He puts a move. How many balls have Jimmy thrown that, that were uncatchable by CMC this year? A lot. Like, and he only been with us for three weeks. CMC catches the ball out here, makes the first guy miss, and boom. You want to talk about getting rocked by safety? CMC could have got rocked by every linebacker when we saw him catch a pass and right there in the flat. But he makes the guy miss. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying that if he throws that ball where you're saying to that NFL logo, you're right. That's a crack rock. That's that, that's a bad throw, right? I get it. But this is an overthrow. So it's not necessarily a bad throw. It's just an overthrow. All he has to do is not overthrow it. If he doesn't overthrow it, you give your guy a chance to catch it, and he can protect himself from that safety. There's a lot of space. Can, can he, though? Yeah, of course. He's been protecting himself all year, Moles. Like, the only time CMC can't protect himself is when he's running between them damn guards and tackles, bro. He get bent out of shape. Haven't seen CMC get rocked on one pass all season long. Not with the 49ers. Didn't watch his Carolina tape. But with the 49ers, Jimmy hasn't gotten him rocked once. Not once. 
So I feel like this was an overthrow by Jimmy, and maybe it was because of what you said on that stutter step, but this is just an overthrow. He just has to not overthrow it. If, if he doesn't overthrow it and let CMC go get a chance to make that play, that's a big gain. And let's just say he makes Marcus May miss because there's no way Tyron Matthews catching him. You you said it. He makes Marcus one guy, bro. That's what you want. You want your yak playmaker with one guy. All I'm saying, get better placement from Jimmy. That could have possibly been six points right there, bro. And I'm saying it could it could have possibly been six and points. And it could have possibly been it, it could have it could have possibly been CMC with a concussion. And we're talking about oh Jimmy Garoppolo throws hospital well, balls. He gets only, his side it, only way I see the concussion Moses is if he threw it where you said, like to that NFL logo. Like no, that, I'm not saying I'm not saying throw it to the NFL logo. I'm just saying based on this angle on for inside. geographical purpose, if he just puts it more inside, I'm not saying throw it to the logo. If he throws it to the logo, then that's a severe overthrow that's getting picked. Right. But I'm saying if he, this, if you're if you look at the angle, the safety's going where the ball is going. Correct. So if the ball is more inside, the safety is going to shorten his path to the ball and come more inside. So if Jimmy drops that in the bucket more in between them, that's it's it's we're not talking about a bum safety. We're talking about Marcus May, who's a pretty decent safety. I agree. So if that ball is a little bit more in, inside, where it could drop in the bread bucket. You're potentially putting CMC at risk to get lit up, whether he makes the catch or not. If he makes I, the catch and I'm, gets lit up, then we're talking about, oh, wow, that is an amazing catch. He sacrificed his body for the team, but, but at what cost? But I'm not asking him to throw the ball inside. That's not what I'm saying. You you could that, How many over-the-shoulder catches have you seen in your, your, your lifetime watching football, bro? I've seen a lot, and then that's why right. I say well, that ball, that's why I say that that's more that that is more if the ball is where it's supposed to be, that's more on CMC for that that hop step, I, that the, one little hop step. I think the ball, I think, I think this is an overthrow, and even the I feel like the ball placement is there, but it's the quarterback. Like, see, see, and that and that you know that's the funny part about what we're talking about because. Better quarterbacks adjust and make that throw. So if they see the hop step, they're going to put less air on that ball and make sure it gets to the out of bounds to where only my guy can make the play. And if it goes out of bounds, oh, well, I live to the next down. But that ball's still in bounds if it was more inside as a pick. And it's just overthrown. Like, it's just overthrown. Hey, you want to blame it on CMC? Fine. But I think that's an overthrown ball by Jimmy. He does those in games. It's not like act like he can't. He doesn't overthrow the ball. And, and that's what that was. He throw, overthrows. He forces balls into tight windows when he shouldn't. Uh, there's just some things that he still does that he needs to adjust. Now, this could be just an adjustment thing. Um, that's a wheel route. I, I don't, you know, I... Will routes, guys got to get open, and and quarterbacks got to let their guys get open. Yes, you're throwing it to a spot, but you gotta we gotta wait to see what the running back's doing. Because if not, you don't throw the wheel route. You you throw a different route, like you find a different route. And I just don't think Jimmy is processing. Well, uh, well no, well with the, with the with the wheel route, you you throw that early because of the trailing defender. You throw that early because of the defender over the top. Yeah, but you gotta you let your, wanna, you, you gotta you gotta make sure. Time. But but you gotta make sure your guy is 
creating you don't that. have you don't have you don't have that much time with a wheel route you don't have time to let's wait look, to let's see. look at the time no 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 you're right i agree with look. that he's got he's got time he's got time he's got time he still had time that mother freaking no 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 no, 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 no. we're not we're not talking about time in the pocket you don't have time because of the defenders to wait to see where he's going and no, really no, at this, at this point I'm, that's not what i'm suggesting that's not what I'm suggesting. I, I want I want I want to show you what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm suggesting. Because this is this is mainly there's two routes, I believe, on this wheel route. There's two two options, I'm sorry, on this wheel route. It's the wheel route, and it should be somebody dragging across the middle. I'm not even paying attention to that. This stutter step right there got him open. Now I know you're so you're telling me don't stutter, just run straight to that spot and go straight. Either way, he's got to cut and try to get past him. He's going to cause contact, which can slow the route down because he's avoiding the contact. That's what he's trying to do right here, Mose. He's See how he avoided it? And then and then he got his hands on him. And he had a beat. God dang. That's an overthrow, man. That's an overthrow. This, this is – look, guys, I'm glad Moses is here because sometimes I just want to look at film and talk about some of the things where we disagree to or agree on. And most could be right, but I could be right as well. I just feel like it's an overthrow. It could be partially because he stutter stepped. And you're right, Jimmy is throwing to the spot. We say that all the time. I agree with you 1,000%, especially on this type of a play. But why, why so far the overthrow then? Because you have to put it where only your guy can get it, and you got to put it in a, in, a, in a spot where he don't get killed. Even in the overthrow... I agree. Even, even with the overthrow, the safety collided with CMC on the sideline. I listen, I agree with you, bro. All I'm saying is it's not a bad throw. I just think it's the overthrow. So, but so if it's an overthrow, it's bad. Not if he wasn't trying to get his guy killed. Now because you added in context now. So now, but to me, at first it's bad. When you say, hey man, I don't want my guy to get decapitated out there. So I'm gonna just put a little bit more air on his ball. If you catch it, you catch it. And if you don't, we live to the next down. There's a context. So now I'm like. All right, so maybe it's not a bad throw. It's just an overthrow. That's just me. It's just the way I'm trying to look at it. You feel me? I, I personally... Then, then, that, then, that, then, that, then that changes the conversation. I don't even need to be here. No. Nah. The, way, the way you made it sound after the game was that was a bad throw. Because you before you added in this context about him getting decapitated. <laughs> Stipulations. Stipulations, motherfucking <laughs> bro. We ain't going nowhere, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I love man. you, bro. 100%. Still a bad Yeah, player. I mean, listen. I, I See, now you're changing it. Now you're going back. Most. Most. The no, only I, person listen, that could have possibly caught Christian McCaffrey. I can't blame him for that. I can't blame the, him for that. the referee, bro. And, All right. And, and, and we'll go back to go back to the Carolina game. Okay. The throw that Jimmy made. Similar play to Tevin Coleman. Yep. That he was different, no, Tico had to go up and get it because it was underthrown. So again, if we're talking about context, but it was different. Jimmy's, it was if different. Jimmy's to... throwing this route again, right? Yeah. If Jimmy's throwing this route again, and he has in his mind, the last time Kyle called this, yeah, it was a completed pass, but it was an underthrow, and it could have been really, really bad. Thankfully, I got bailed out. Mm -hmm. Let me put this ball in an area that only CMC can get it. It won't get him killed. And it won't be a turnover. I, I, I know we I know we want him to be 
Patrick um, Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert mm-hmm. and have that type of accuracy downfield and fit it in. Mm-hmm. But no, we we have to look at who he is as a quarterback. I, just, I will I will take I will take this over him getting CMC concussed and he's out for the rest of the game and maybe a couple of weeks okay. or him throwing a pick. I, I, I don't think that was I don't see CMC getting concussed. I know a lot of people think Marcus May was about to lay the pipe eight, seven yards, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven yards away. The ball was thrown and landed. But you, but you, you're no, no, looking no, no, at no, 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 you're no. looking at a you're looking at a freeze frame. I'm looking at a freeze dudes, frame with two dudes running at full speed. So that seven yards ain't I'm really just, seven yards when they're coming. If, if he would have threw the ball, if he would have threw the ball, not five yards in front of him and threw the ball so that he could catch the ball. Marcus May not catching him. I, that's yeah, but my, then you talk. But then you're talking about a possible underthrow, which allows Tyron not Matthew necessarily, to, which allows because if you're talking about seven yards between CMC and May. There's only one yard between Tyron Matthew and, and CMC. So, you so you're talking about a possible underthrow, which uh, which would allow, possibly allow, Tyron Matthew, who we know is a good cover safety, that just the amount of time he needs to break it up or intercept it. That's why the ball had to be put where it was. You got to get it away from the underneath and the overtop defender. Bro, I disagree, but hey, it, either way, it was a it was a wasn't a catch. And we had to punt. So to not punt, that throw needs to be to his playmaker. And then you trust your playmaker to go make a play. You just brought up Tevin Coleman, who bailed out this guy on the same wheel route. The difference mm-hmm. was that that defender, uh, oh my gosh, what was his name? It was a linebacker that don't nobody know. Right. That defender um just was with him the whole time. And remember, Jimmy wasn't even supposed to throw it there. He was only supposed to throw it to Tevin Coleman if he was defended by a nickelback. And that's what they thought. But Jimmy had no choice, Mose, but to throw that throw because the guy was in his nostrils. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember that, but the he had time on this wheel route. Shout out to the offensive line. But on that play, they was in his face. Like the ball just went up as a wing and a prayer. You know what I mean? And 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 he got bailed out. Tevin Coleman just made a hell of a play. He didn't even give his guy a chance to bail out on this one. Like, and and I don't know, man. It's, it's a it's a bad throw. It's an overthrow. It's a, but your context. I kind of get where you're coming from. But just imagine if he makes that throw to where Christian McCaffrey gets it. It's still overthrown from Matthew. It just lands right to him. I think Christian McCaffrey, if the ball was thrown to the out of bounds and they were on the same page, he catches it, steps out of bounds. If he takes a hit by Marcus May, 15-yard penalty. Like, there's so many other ways that could go, man. But listen, at the end of the day, bro, um, this was just one of his more errant throws. I, I, I didn't think it was a good throw. I still don't think it's a good throw. But overall, I felt like Jimmy played this game like the ultimate warrior. And this was the game I felt like, you know, a lot of people were saying, Jimmy still this, Jimmy still that. And I'm saying to myself, nah, like, are you not still seeing the progression from Jimmy Garoppolo? When I'm looking at this game, bro, I'm like, dang. Now, he was hit four times, but he was pressured like 13 times, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I don't know if y'all understand what being hit feels like on number one. Number two, when you got the pressures, you think you're going to get hit, so your throws are going to be rushed and errant a little bit. And so 
overall, Jimmy made, I wish I could find the play where um, it was to Elijah Mitchell. I don't know if you have this time stamped. And I, if you do, just tell me and I'll go pull it up. It was a throw to Elijah Mitchell, bro. Jimmy was getting sacked. It should have been a sack. I don't know. He didn't, His knees didn't hit the ground. And he got the ball out getting hit. To me, bro, that's letting me know that Jimmy Garoppolo, a.k.a. the ultimate warrior, is all in. All in. Because he could have easily gave up on that play. It, it could have easily been a pick six. But nah, he had the cognitive ability to say, listen, I see my guy. Let me get it into his area because I got nothing but playmakers on my squad. He gets it. I need the freaking timestamp. I don't know where it is so I could show y'all. But that play right there, let me know Jimmy Garoppolo was all in. Do you kind of recall that play in your head? I do. I don't have the timestamp for it. I do have one um, from the first quarter where I felt like, um, he missed uh, Jawan Jennings. Um, Is it, okay, it was it was it was early. It was it was late in the first quarter. Um, it was it was it was a solid call. And I know Jennings isn't the fastest receiver, but I feel like he had a a, a good matchup and he had his guy beat. Um, and if you um put the if if he, if he places the ball right and allow Jennings to use you know, his 6'3 frame to go up and get the ball, I feel like we had an opportunity there. So there are still some some minor things that mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is missing, which is why I think it, it's healthy that, you know, you and I have this discourse with this one particular play, you know, was it a bad throw or was it a good throw? Um, because we still understand Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations and he's still doing some of the things that we don't like for him to do. Um, at a certain point, because he's so deep within his career, some things are just, they're ingrained in him. It's like muscle memory. So Mm -hmm. some things that we want to see him change, we may not see him change. They're just a part of his DNA as as an NFL quarterback. But I believe you're 100% correct where we have to give credit where credit is due and understand that there are strides that he has made in his game. And we're seeing that in, what we've what we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks, checking the ball down, throwing the ball away, stepping up in the pocket, making off schedule plays, um, you know, being being available. And, you know, even when he's getting pressure, trying to find a way to get rid of the ball, whether that's throwing it away or getting it into the hands of one of his playmakers. So he has made strides. There are still some deficiencies in his game that are showing up. Um, but we got to give credit to the guy because he he is playing well right now. Um, and I think the, the better our offensive line plays, the better we see him play. Yeah. I, I And I, I agree with that. And sometimes I'm also seeing from Jimmy Garoppolo just that uh, that mindset. You know what I'm saying? Look, what he said in his presser uh, is something different than what I would normally see. And let's, let's go back to 2020, bro. 2020, remember Jimmy Garoppolo had the high ankle sprain that season, you know what I'm saying? And remember, yeah. him and his agent made a business decision not to play. I believe, Mose, at that moment is when Kyle Shanahan said, I'm drafting the quarterback. Like, that moment right there, Kyle Shanahan said, you know what, Jimmy? Business decision, no problem. I tell you what, do what you got to do. And then that year... We drafted Trey Lance the, the following year. 
Like, you get what I'm saying? We went and got up a quarterback, right? Why? Because of Jimmy's injuries, Jimmy making the business. And I think that's when they really started not to like each other. Like, I, I really do. Because even though we weren't going to win anything that year, you had players like George Kittle coming back high ankle sprain, said, you know what, bump it. I'm going to play the last three, four weeks of the season. But Jimmy Garoppolo decided to say no. Nick Mullins was the guy. Kyle Shanahan had to ride with it. It hurt Kyle more because of his record, right? So you got to look at stuff like that because we were talking about Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. Will they ever get along last night on Nitty Gritty Niners? And I'm like, yo, this shit runs deep, bro. It's run real deep. It's skin deep, like real deep. And I think Kyle being petty, the way he is, no pun intended, he remembers stupid little stuff like that. So, yeah, in 2022, he, I mean, 21, he going to rock with Jimmy. That's the starting quarterback, no doubt. But Jimmy didn't seem like he was progressing, and he, kept, and he got injured again. He got injured twice, matter of fact. You know what I'm saying? So, going forward, Jimmy played 2021, the, the, the end of that season, he played injured. Now, I'm not giving him excuses, but to me, that's when I started to see that this guy might be real a real gridiron guy. Right, a guy that's just gonna be like, you know what, F it. I'm out here. Let me just go ahead and play. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me be out here with the team. I don't care if I'm injured. Now, it might have hurt the team in the long run because they didn't make it to the Super Bowl due to his injuries because he couldn't throw a ball. But I thought we saw something different. And the reason why I'm posing the question is he the 49ers ultimate warrior? Right? A lot of people say that the quarterback is the most important piece. And now Jimmy has this mindset to play through pain, through injury, through no matter what. And we watched him in this game, this one game. We're trying to figure out why Jimmy not hitting some of these throws. We watched this dude knee get twist, turn upside down, right? And I, we all gasped. I, I don't, I didn't know what to do. I, I was, I'm not ready for Brock Purdy. I don't know about you. I'm not ready for Brock. Me Okay, and I'm saying to myself, nah, this can't be happening. This can't be life, right? And then Jimmy gets up. He gingerly walks, shakes it off. But, Mose, before you give me your comment, I don't know if you got a chance to hear what he said, but this is what he said at the podium. No, I was staying in the game. Uh, I knew what type of game it was. I mean, that's what it was all day. Uh, that wasn't the only hit that was questionable like that. I mean, they, throughout the whole game it was like that. But, um, you know, it's football, and that's – it was a gritty game. Uh, proud of the guys. Every time I try to play a video clip, for some reason, YouTube and StreamYard decides to have crack cocaine for breakfast, and it just doesn't want to play in its entirety. But he said there was no way they were taking me out of the game. There was no way I was coming out of the game. I was going to stay in the game no matter what. I wasn't coming out, injured or not. What do you What do you got to say about this guy as a quarterback? Is he trying to show that he's a leader? Uh, he's a uh, a captain. He's all these different things. What are your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, I, I think it, it's all of those things. I think, you know, this isn't the first time that, you know, he's had a gutsy performance. I think, you know, there are a lot of times last year we wanted him to sit down because we felt like his injuries were hindering our offense more than it was helping the offense. Um, but he's he's shown this and he's displayed this time and time again. So, um, I've never questioned his toughness. Um, I've never questioned his leadership as a quarterback. We just question his ability to do the things that are necessary um, to allow this offense to be as proficient and efficient as it needs to be. Um, and, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, the, the Saints defense and some of the hits that he took, I think uh, he's a pro's pro. 
Um, so, you know, he kept it, you know, copacetic. He kept it, you know, PG and, 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 and kept it professional at the podium. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I think that there is still an air of uh, cheapness that surrounds that locker room and that team. Um, not to take away from the fact that they are good defense and they have good pieces. Um, but it, it just seemed like in that game, there was a lot of cheap shots. Uh, there, there, there was a, there was a lot of stuff beyond the whistle, a lot of stuff outside the boundaries of the rules. And I think they definitely tested the referees to see if they would call any of it. Um, and while there were a few calls, uh, there there wasn't enough, um, and there wasn't a, uh, and, and not saying that the referees always need to do this, but I don't think in this particular game there was enough emphasis from the referees to nip that kind of play in the bud. Uh, so that that could have really put this team who is ascending, who's peaking at the right time, who's getting healthy at the right time, that really could have put this team behind the eight ball. Like you said, I don't think anybody's ready for Brock Purdy right now. Um, so having somebody like Brock Purdy have to come in and take over this offense in this team when we're just peaking at the right time, I think it would have been really, really difficult. Um, and I, yeah, if this is football, this is a tough game. Um, I even had a conversation with my son last night. Uh, you know, he had practice. And he was going up for a rebound. He was taller than the kid. He came down with the rebound, and the kid got elbowed in the eye. And my son was feeling kind of bad about it because that is his friend. But I'm like, listen, that ain't the first time he's going to be elbowed in the eye. And I said, if you play basketball, if you play sports long enough, you're going to get elbowed in the eye. You're going to get, you know, you know, your, your lip busted, scratched up, all kind of stuff. But as long as it's within – the rules, as long as it's not against the code of brothers on the field or on the court. If it go outside of that, then we got a problem. If it's if it's within the rule book, if it's within you know the 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 lines that we draw as players, then that's okay. But I think a lot of what they were doing was outside of those lines. So thankfully, Jimmy's okay, um, and he can continue to to lead this team forward. Let's end this segment on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, with how how well do you think he plays against this Miami Dolphins defense? Uh, because they're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna test the they're gonna test the refs, right? They're gonna test the rules. They're gonna they got guys, they got Bradley Chubb, right? And Jimmy didn't play well against Bradley Chubb in week three. So, like, how well do you think Jimmy's gonna play against this particular type of defense? Uh, I think the 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 Miami Dolphins defense is susceptible um to certain things. And I think if they try to play a style like the Denver Broncos or like the New Orleans Saints, uh, watching the film, just watching the offensive tape and seeing some of the the looks that the Saints ran out there, it, it, and a lot of their stuff was not traditional. They at at times they had nine in the box. Uh, they the 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 line uh, the, the defensive line how they were set up, um, where they had linebackers, where they had people coming from. They did a lot um, as far as disguising what looks that they were in, who was coming, who wasn't coming. And I think on a short week, maybe not enough film study, and maybe Dennis Allen, who is a brilliant defensive mind, coming in with a, a unique game plan 
it doesn't look like the offensive line was prepared for what they saw, um, which kind of, you know, messed some things up. I don't think Miami's defense is as exotic as New Orleans defense is. Um, and I think that there are ways that this team, you know, can be beat. Um, you know, we, if you put on the, the, the Baltimore tape, um, I think de- didn't Detroit put up thirty against this? Like we're talking about the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you, you know, you're scoring points on their points. Team. You can score points on their. You team. can score points on this team. So, um, you know, that's what we talked about on on the past couple of shows, particularly in the red zone. Um, we have to score points. We cannot be in a, a field goal battle with this team. Um, but I, I think that uh, it, while it won't be easy. I won't think it'll be as difficult as the Saints game just because of all the, the extenuating circumstances. I like that, man. I like that. Now, I know a lot of people out there uh, are, are saying, you know, they don't believe in Jimmy. And I get it. He, he has to do something to make you believe. Some people believe because he did something to make them believe in him. And it's that's fine. It, 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 it's up to you to want to believe in something. It's up to you to have faith in something. So you don't have to have faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. But the reason why I'm having faith in Jimmy Garoppolo is because I'm seeing the guy put in the work, right? And I'm seeing the work start to progress in a way. Did we regress this week against the, the New Orleans Saints? Yeah. they Their offense regressed. The defense, you could say the defense regressed a little bit too, giving up big plays. But you know what? They gave up zero points. And coming from... Mexico City and that high altitude, I guarantee you, Mose, that had an effect on those players. I kept telling people, yo, I got back and I didn't even play football and I needed to sleep for two days. So I can't even imagine, you know what I'm saying? I'm not in their type of a shape, but they've actually played a game, right? And then flew back that following morning, saying that that morning, and like had that little whatever off and then practice and things were just routines were different. Mike brought that up. So there's a lot of things that could have taken in the form why they just looked flat. I guarantee you, Mose, against the Miami Dolphins, they won't be flat. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. But guys, man, look, got a couple of Super Chat contributions we're going to read real quick. Shout out to everybody that's been watching the show. Shout out to everybody that's still tuned into the show. I know we go off tangent here a lot. Who cares? Uh, that's what we do. This is the show is for you anyway. You guys get to run it. We just here to to moderate it basically. But I did want to give uh flowers with Twitter's due. My man Dre Berry in the building. He says Kyle has to stop being hell bent on establishing the run. It's gonna get guys hurt. What are your thoughts on this, bro? Because but teams run the ball. Like I don't get it. Why do we struggle? I I, I mentioned it yesterday. I don't. We just aren't the same team. We just aren't the same team at running the football. And it seems like with who we have on the offensive line, we're better at pass protection right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so even on the, the wheel route play that we talked about, Jimmy had time. There was a play that I thought was really good by Jimmy. Um, uh, second quarter, uh, second and 10 balls on the 15-yard line. Uh, there's man coverage, uh, Saints are running man coverage. Nobody's open. I mean, like, nobody's open. So he's standing in the pocket trying to figure something out, and he directs B.A. to mm-hmm. turn his route up. He did now, it twice. BA kinda, now, B.A. kind of fades that route towards the sideline. I feel like if, you know, he went more up the field instead of fading to the sideline, I feel like he could have had his man beat, and Jimmy could have just put the ball out there and let B.A. run underneath it. 
Um, but he, he has the time to throw the ball. And we have so many weapons. I, I heard you earlier mentioning Jennings. We talked about Jennings last night um, and what ability that he has. Um, I'm not going to slander him until he, he starts dropping the ball again. Um, but we have so many weapons um, that it, 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 we have the ability to feel like the Kansas City Chiefs where no matter what guys are open and, and Patrick is going to find those guys. Now, Jimmy isn't Patrick. That's not what I'm saying. But I think we have an offensive coordinator and we have enough weapons to where we can scheme at least one guy open every play. Now, Jimmy has to find that guy and hit that guy, but we could scheme one guy open every play. So I, I, I agree with Dre where obviously we don't want Jimmy throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. Uh, but if the run isn't working, if, if you see that we're that you, you got to give Kirsten McCaffrey 11 carries and he's only averaging 2.9 a pop, if, if that's not working for us, then kill them. It, even if it has to be screens, even if it has to be flats, even if it has to be shallow crosses, even if it has to be quick slants, five-yard outs, it, they can, can dunk them up the field. Can I push back just a little bit, though? Of so course you can. I'm sure you're watching film, and I watched, I'm watching it. And I'm saying this is why this run didn't work. This is why this run didn't work. This is yes. why it had nothing to do with the Saints. It's crazy, right? Because when you watch Aaron Banks just miss a block, so when the offensive line shifts and Trent goes out there, Aaron Banks is supposed to pick up the next guy. He's supposed he to pick just, up the next guy, he and he just it. let Cameron Jordan come right God, through. Dang it. So we talk about the same play that cracked Zeno Stanley in the backfield, yes. right? That would have been Cameron a Jordan big game. Right through. No, so, so we're saying to not run the ball, but we're not being effective when running the ball because all we're seeing is them stopping it and we're not seeing the why during the game. That's why you guys got us. We pay for film. We sit there, we break it down and we're like, Banks missed the block. Matter of fact, Banks let up the most pressures in this game. I hate to say that he let, he gave up the most pressures in this game. Yeah. He uh, was, he was not, he was not good this week. It, it, <sighs> like I said before, I think this might've been his worst week. It's just little things like that. And then you got to factor in the penalties when you had the Elijah Mitchell 35-yard touchdown run. Jake Brendel gets called for a hold. Was it ticky-tacky? Yeah. But you know the ref's going to call you for holding. Brendel, that's what they do. Because that's what you do. So, like, it, it be little things. So, no, the runs don't seem to appear, like be working, apparently. But we got to stick to it. It's a part of the game plan. It's going it, to – it always helps alleviate – different things. I don't know, Mose. I'm watching the stuff, and I don't know if the Dink and Dunks was going to work in this game. Them cats was all up on the line of scrimmage. I don't think Jimmy was... I mean, there was a couple of plays you watched Jimmy kind of like force the ball that one of George Kittle. you like, Jimmy, what? And then when you look at it, there was nobody open. And Jimmy couldn't get outside the pocket either to throw it away. You were right. I said, why not just throw it away? Because he couldn't get outside. The edges was there. So, they... they say, I'm Look, the Saints play really good defense against the 49ers. The question is, can the Dolphins match what the Saints did? They do got some key pieces out there. I like their edge rushers. Um, but we got to figure out a way to run the ball. And however uh, creative Kyle Shanahan has to be, he has to be creative. And that's something that you mentioned last night on the show. Dre, thank you for the contribution. Sean, if Cole is brought up, he plays. Uh, he's talking about Coleman. 
Why does it seem that K, Kyle Shanahan, constantly has no value for the body of our running backs and quarterbacks? Seriously, not negative. We see it over and over again. Run small guys in the middle. Dummy. I think this goes, I think this goes back to, to Dre's comment, and mm-hmm. I don't think we go away from running the ball, but I think there are times in the game, especially early on, where Kyle is, like, forcing the, to get the run going. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to run Elijah Mitchell up the middle. I'm going to run CMC up the middle. If Jermichael Hasty was there, I'm going to take little Jermichael Hasty and try to run him up the middle between the tackles because I want to establish the, the, this hard nose, ground and pound, tough identity with the run game. And it goes to Sean's comment of him not really understanding that you got to understand your players. You got to understand the personnel. And I know this is something that you want to do and you believe strongly in it because you have data that says this works. But like we said, be creative and find other ways to use these guys. And I'm sure if, if the passing game is working and you can start to get those guys out of the box, the Saints never left. Mm-mm. No matter how many passes, Jimmy completed 70% of his passes. Majority of this game, they had seven or eight in the box. Eight people, yo, the whole so, game, bro. So so at, if, if that's what the defense is giving you, okay, keep killing them over the top. Right. Keep hitting them right, hit, keep hitting them right in right in that middle before the safeties, behind up behind the linebackers before the safeties. Keep hitting them in the, in that mid-range area. We know Jimmy can can utilize that. And I feel like he would go more to that mid-range stuff. When our run game was working, <laughs> that's what I, and it, that that was the issue. The, it, so a lot of people were like, "Oh, Jimmy couldn't do this." Jimmy, yo, we just literally couldn't figure out how to con- con- uh, con- you know run the ball. Like, like that. That's what it was. Like we couldn't figure it out. And when we were started to gash him for like the you know the bigger yards, you had the the, the long game by um, uh, Elijah Mitchell. When we started to gash him, like they they adjusted. They adjusted better than we adjusted. And so we had our chances. Brandon and I, you had some nice catches over the middle. You know what I mean? Like, and that's Jimmy's strength. His strength is over the middle. And unfortunately, we couldn't get a lot of that due to the way the Saints were playing defense, man. And it's just unfortunate. I just don't think we're going to get that same type of defensive structure or or, or production from the Miami Dolphins. Do they have some playmakers out there? For sure. But I don't think we're going to get that same type of like, like bounty, hard hunt, take catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and like it, I said, like the 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 exotic way that the Saints were setting up their looks, bro. We're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna get that from Miami. We're gonna get a lot of more traditional looks. Yes. From yeah. them. Yes. Uh, they kind of run like a, a a hybrid three four. Correct. But it, a lot a lot of it is gonna be some of the same stuff. So it's, it's not going to be a lot of this exotic mismatch type stuff that we're going to see from them, which I think will only be more beneficial with what Kyle is seeing, with what Jimmy is seeing, um, and how we're able to manipulate them to put us in, in good positions to move the football. Appreciate you. Thank you for becoming a new member, man. We truly appreciate you, brother. Uh, thank you for what, what it is that you do for the channel. We're going to end the show with this last contribution. If you guys don't know, Peachy lost her father, and the funeral services will be this Friday. We're putting out something. We're putting out an e-card for everybody to sign. Ms. Debbie, thank you for the contribution. Uh, guys, take a moment right now. Copy. Click on this link. Do what it is you got to do. Please put your name on this. We got 100 over 100 plus people in here. Uh, please sign this card. We truly would appreciate it.
appreciate it. Peachy would love that uh, as well. And we thank you guys for all your support uh, through these times. Got to end on the poll question, baby. Which running back will spell CMC against the Miami Dolphins? And 75% of 150-plus votes said Jordan Mason. Do you agree or do you disagree? I agree 100%. I feel like it has to be Jordan Mason. I feel like in the beginning of the season, we were like, yo, when are we going to see this guy? Why haven't we seen him? Um, and I think for TDP to be inactive, but Jordan Mason's inactive. Yes, he was on special teams, but then for him to be the one to get those reps, I feel like Kyle has you know more trust and faith in him right now. Um, I think it has to be Jordan Mason. Now, it could be Tevin Coleman, but I feel like we're going to get a balance of a uh, little bit of Tico, a little bit of Jordan Mason. Um, at this point, he hasn't shown you anything of him not being ready, of him not being available. Uh, again, on his carries, he averaged five-plus yards a carry. So I, I, it has to be Jordan Mason. It has to be Jordan Mason. There you heard it. Mose knows. Now, here's the thing, Troy. We're going to end on this. Shout-out to our brother, Troy. Vegas has us a four-point favorite over in Miami. Now, mm -hmm. they usually, so it's really a one-point favorite. Let me explain to you how this works. Usually the home team gets three points, right? And so then the four-point favorite. What does this mean? Because you got the number what? Number one, number two scoring offense in the NFL going yep. against the number one defense in the NFL? Yep. Doesn't this mean defense wins championship? I mean, I, this is what we're predicating toward, right? That old cliche term. What are your thoughts on this real quick? We'll get up out of here. Um, I, I don't really put much stock into it, but I feel like, you know, having, you know, us be a four point favorite, only get one point. Uh, I think people expect this to be a close game. I don't think people expect this to be a blowout either way. Um, now, you know, if, if one team comes in more prepared than another, then it, it, it could, it can be that, um, you know, depending on momentum, it could swing in one team's favor or another. Um, uh, but I feel like a lot of people are already labeling this the game of the week. You add in the trash talk from both sides where now everybody is really going to be focused to go out and put their best performance on the field. I feel like it is going to be a close game, um, and we're just ready to see it happen. I love it. Mose. I appreciate you for jumping on, man. I know you at work doing your thing out there, but I love you. I appreciate you, man. And I, I knew too, you were me talk trash about you uh, outside. <laughs> I, I already knew. I the moment I said, oh, yo, when you, when you, when you said he probably going to hop on, cause that's my brother. And that's what you, I was literally like waiting for the page to load. Like I didn't start it after you said I was already in the mix. Soon as you said, I'm gonna pull up that Jimmy Garoppolo play. We were talking about, I was like, let me help more here. Cause he not going to bash my dog. Right now. So when you, I, I was listening to you on my computer live, can you say that? And I'm literally opening up Safari, going to stream yard. I clicked, I clicked, uh enter studio i was i was had to allow the microphone i was i was literally in the process of doing it when you were talking about it i so knew yeah, you, you were do, bro that's you do know me too well if you go back and rewatch this you're gonna see me smile as i'm saying i think mose is gonna get, get on his show right now because we was going back and forth i wasn't trying to bash jimmy i just felt like he had two like throws that he i know he want back it was this one and breezy you don't even have to explain it i think at least not for me. I think for the people, some of the people that are watching, some, um, and some of the people that will watch this, it one, it's okay to have this healthy discourse, but two, like especially for the the Jimmy stands, 
it's okay to talk about his deficiencies. It's not like we're saying, like, we don't want him to be our quarterback right now. One, we don't have any other options. And two, he's playing pretty well. What we're saying is there are – we're saying this. He's made improvements to his game. Correct. There are still things that he needs to improve, improve on. If he can improve on those things, in addition to the things he's already has improved on, then the likelihood of us making the playoffs – going deep into the playoffs and possibly getting back to a Super Bowl with a chance to win it and be victorious at the end of the season only increase. So that's what it is. We're, we're looking at the good. We're looking at the bad, but we're doing that for everybody. I know it, it, it seems like it's put more out there on the forefront because it's Jimmy Garoppolo and it's our quarterback, but we do that for everybody. So it's all good. 100%. Uh, 49er Jeff, the e-card is, if you scroll back up into the chat, the link is in here. Uh, you should be able to click on it. I know board said that the card was full, and if it is, we'll create another one. All right? If we can get a couple of cards going, we would truly appreciate it. And VZ's not going to let us leave without giving him the membership. Welcome. Shout out to VZ408, man. Welcome to the channel. Thank you for becoming a member, man. We appreciate you. There's the link. It's right there in the chat one more time. Guys, we truly appreciate you guys for tuning in to the show. We'll be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow's Kahoot Day, so I'm going to be giving some stuff away. Make sure you guys tune in, but don't forget, you guys got to get, you got to you got to win the challenge, right? So I'm going to create some really tough Miami Dolphin 49er-based questions, all right? So y'all better go studying. We're going to do that tomorrow right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Stay up. Stay faithful. Always keep it nitty gritty, baby. And we'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to hit that like button. And again, thanks for watching. Peace. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Nina hats, and I always tell the truth. This exclusively Nina facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah.